0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Match Point number nine, a tennis podcast. This is uh, my first ever little mini episode. Little mini? That's a double adjective saying the same thing. But uh, yeah, I have a minute here, so I wanted to use it to try something new. Walk through our new leans plays for day four of the Australian Open. The board was getting eviscerated to start the year, so we switched it up, and we're just putting out all the stuff we'd like, or lean as gamblers say versus just trying to find a few best bets and we've had some success current run of 19 and 9 on that so let's dig into the plays that I've already put out here at mp9 tennis Derek uh, is not joining me on this one my co-host Derek because I'm just trying it out spur the moment let's do this all right um, we got first off we got Chris O'Connell versus Diego Schwartzman now Schwartzman's coming in as a heavy favorite. He's minus six and a half on the games line, minus 550 on the money line. Chris O'Connell getting zero respect. And I'm not sure why. Schwartzman isn't exactly a god on hard court. And O'Connell had a very solid win against Hugo Gaston in the first round. I posted on our Twitter the over 33 and a half. I like O'Connell to. Push Schwartzman a little bit. Now, this guy, Diego Schwartzman, obviously great player. Started off the year hot. He's got a win against uh pass under his belt in 2022. That said, he is prone to get beat by guys he should beat. He was handing out top 10 wins when he came into 2021 in the top 10, at the beginning of last year. O'Connell, he could find a level on hard court, outdoor hardcourt. I mean, as I said on our last podcast. Maybe I'm hanging on to his win versus Yannick Center in Atlanta last year, a little bit too much. But I do think he can give Diego some trouble here, get some breakpoint opportunities and convert. I like the over 33 and a half games versus the game spread. Schwartzman should win this match as he is the better player, but I don't think it's going to be as straightforward as the books say. O'Connell also should have A pretty solid crowd behind him, but Diego probably will as well. One of the more popular players on tour. Uh, Oh, I also wanted to say O'Connell did play Gaston in the first match and uh, a pretty good uh, gauge to to play Schwartzman next. Now, they're not one for one, but, uh, you know, playing Gaston versus like a Gerasimov or someone, much more of a comp Gaston. To Schwartzman. So he's going to have uh, a little bit of an IQ coming into this match. What it's like to play with a shorter statured player. All right. My next one is Sebastian Baez plus seven and a half versus sitsipas Now, Steph crushed Michael Emer in the first match, uh, covering the game spread easily of six and a half. Now, why I like Baez in this match is while he's ranked 88th on the ATP, he's actually a top. 50 ELO player 20 plus spots ahead of Emer on the ELO charts and he's getting more games. We've already seen Korda struggle in his second match uh, after everyone thought, you know, his fitness issues were behind him. I think we might get some of that here with Steph, uh, who's not exactly the healthiest player at the moment, although he did look good in the first round. I think there's a lot of value in plus seven and a half. That's a lot of games. I think Steph obviously wins this match, but Another reason I like this, Baez always gets comp to Schwartzman, and Schwartzman has pretty good head-to-head versus Paz. So guys like Schwartzman and Baez can give Steph trouble. I'm, I'm, I'm taking plus seven and a half. Let's do it. Only minus 110. All right, my next one, and this one is uh, Stevie Johnson. I'm always on the wrong side, but I love fading him. I'm just not a fan. Yannick center. I mean, it's time for this guy to get crushed. Minus seven, even money. Let's roll into the next round, Yannick, just in and out of this court. Then we have Alex Mulken, money line, minus 164. Now, I'm finding safety in the money line versus laying the games at minus 164. The games are only three, so I don't think it's bad, but Andujar could be tricky. Crafty veteran has found levels to beat. Team and Federer last year, Mulcan though is earning some some trust for me, and uh, the way our plays works, uh, I'm comfortable going up to minus 180 on the money line. So instead of sweating the games and the cover, let's just get that money line win. All right, and then of course we're staying in the Maxime Presti Flames. Now he is playing a pretty hot opponent as well. And Tomas Macic, Macic? he doesn't have how to pronounce his name on the ATP site. So, sorry, buddy. I'm sure I just uh, brutalized your name. But the young 21-year-old Czech coming in on a significant win streak, an 11-match win streak coming to this match. And I think that ends with Cressy. He's just playing at a different level than any other guy's he played during the stretch. He beat Frantangelo on a hard court, who's was a, a comp-ish to Cressy uh, during that run. So he does know how to play the serve guys. So it might get Rocky. But that's why we're riding the money line. That's why we're riding the that's why we're riding the money line. And Frantangelo definitely not the quality of player that Cressy is at the moment. Next, we have Tarot Daniel plus six against Andy Murray. This is just betting against Andy Murray's fitness. The guy looked, I mean, he looked bad at the end of that last match. Is he within, you know, 48 hours going to suddenly have his legs with him? That's a big question mark for me. Tarot Daniel quietly playing some of his best tennis Hitting the ball a lot harder than in years past. So we're taking a shot at a generous plus six games. Next, we have the under and the fritz Tiafo match, uh, 39 games. Yeah, I mean, this is just betting against Tiafo, straight up. Taylor Fritz, since his surgery last year, has been On a different level than Tiafo. Tiafo had a great run to end 22 and indoor hard. I'm not taking anything away from him. But this is but that games total is pretty much you have to go five sets almost or play deep in every set. And these guys, they just don't do that. So I like Fritz, even if he drops a set to win a few six three, six three. I just I just don't see Fritz losing this match to Tiafo or it going five sets. So give me that under. That's a very high total for that match. And it kind of popped out at me. All right. And then our final play that we have so far, Camille Mike's Again, sorry, buddy. Probably screwed up your name, but uh, tried to get it as close to, to how you said it on the ATP site. <laughs> anyway, I like him plus six game against Alex Dimonor. I mean, Demonor is just a shell of the player he used to be. The real-time ELO rankings have these guys only separated by sixty points and twenty-eight spots. We're getting six games. Camille has been really great on hard in recent times. Uh, reached his peak ELO back in September. ADM's peak was over two years ago. I mean, the money line is minus 400. That just seems ridiculous the way that Alex has been playing. The line doesn't make a ton of sense to me. And I'm happily taking the plus six with our boy Camille. All right. That's it. That's our little mini episode here. Trying it out. Follow us at MP9 tennis for plays and interactions. We're doing live plays. Just having fun tweeting out general thoughts about the Australian open and beyond. And uh, yeah, until next time, see you on the court.